Hey, it's Tom here, your HTB online pastor. Just wanted to jump on to say thanks so much for listening and Happy New Year. It's easy, isn't it, for these podcasts just to be broadcast at you. And maybe that's why you're listening. But if you'd like to be more involved, to meet us at one of our services or join one of our online connect groups, or to share your story with us, head to the website hdb.org forward slash online. And I'd love to hear from you. Here's our Sunday talk this week from our vicar, Archie Coates. Well, good morning and a very happy new year from me as well. And welcome to HTB in 2024 and to everybody online as well. Uh, Before we get on to all that, I just wanted to say a word of thanks to every one of you who was part of everything that was involved here over Christmas. Had a most remarkable uh, few weeks at the end of last year. I think it's over nearly 4,000 came to the Carols by Candlelight here in Brompton Road. Uh, 2,000 to our Christmas spectacular. had 500 outside at the Earl's Court carol service. Uh, 2,000 up at Roundhouse. 1,300 bags of kindness were delivered to every home on the Delgano Way estate. And we served lunch for 400 on Christmas Day in Onso Square. And one of the things that I loved um, most about what uh, we all put together as a, uh, as a church was that we did some Christmas broadcasts to all the prisons, 60 prisons, um, uh, 93,000 prisoners in our nation. And 60 prison, um, prisons had a Christmas broadcast put together by the team here uh, that they watched on Christmas Day. And then New Year, we launched with a prayer event, Kingdom Come. This place was absolutely rammed on New Year's Eve. There were people seeing in the New Year, in the crypt and in the spring at HTB, praying and launching 2024. And I think up to now, 5,000 have watched that New Year's event, even online. But my own favorite piece of news over the holiday period is that Nikki Gumbel has been made a CBE in the New Year's honor list. Isn't that amazing? Uh, for, his services, for his services to the Church of England. And uh, when I congratulated him, he WhatsApped me in typical Nikki Gumbel modesty. And he said, thank you so much for your message, Archie. But it is definitely for all of you at HTB. <laughs> I want to talk today about the one thing, the one thing. Believe that God's been speaking to me through just two verses that Jesus says in the New Testament, in the Gospels, in the Sermon on the Mount. And I I wonder whether these are for you as well at the start of this year. This is what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 and verse 23. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Jesus is saying that as you come into this new year, new year, new you, all of that, your whole body, your whole self, if you like, 
which includes your attitudes, your actions, your decisions, is going to trend in one of two directions. Either it'll trend towards greater clarity of vision and singleness of purpose and light, or it'll trend towards increasing darkness. And what determines which direction you travel through 2024 will be down, he says, to what you allow in, what you let in through your eyes into your body, into yourself. In Scripture, the eyes are synonymous with the mind and the heart. Uh, they're sort of almost interchangeable words. So what you look at, uh, what you fix your attention on, what are the affections of your heart will determine whether 2024 for you becomes a life full of light or of darkness. And he says that if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Another translation, your eyes are healthy, your eye is good or clean. The word is hapless in Greek. It, it literally means to have a single I, a singleness of direction and purpose. Jesus is saying that at the start of this year, your divine health, which I think will include your emotional well-being, your mental health, your decision-making, all of this is determined by what you will allow in to yourself, what permission you give to things into you your affections of your heart, your focus of your attention. And it's all connected, your divine health, to this single eye, to just one thing, if you want divine health and light. It is the sovereignty and the lordship and the power and the presence of Jesus Christ. So do not diversify. Do not live a confused life. Do not say, I am a Christian. I follow Jesus. And on the other hand, I also have my finances and my roles as a husband, as a dad, as an employer, as an employee in my work. Rather, you should say, I'm bringing the whole thing under just one thing. The singleness of I is on the lordship and the sovereignty of Jesus Christ. And as much as I'm able to focus my attention and the affections of my heart towards that one thing, then I will become more fully equipped in my finances and in my roles as a husband, as a dad, as a friend, as an employee, as an employer. I have a single I and my whole body is full of light. That's what he's saying. And if that's going to be achieved by us, then two things will be needed. The first is that we deal with our distractions. I've been following, I don't know whether any of you have, the darts this last week. I've never watched darts before, but I really got into it because of Luke Littler, 
this 16-year-old, extraordinary, this teenager, who went all the way to the final of the World Darts Championship on Wednesday evening. And so I tuned in to watch. I'd never watched darts before. I had no idea it was like that. 3,000 people in Alexandra Palace, and they really go for it in their fancy dress. I mean, there were people dressed up as nuns. I think they were dressed up rather than being nuns. People dressed as chickens and as lobsters and as Mario characters and as bottles of beer. And the noise that goes on the whole time. And then right in the middle on this platform is it was two men who were throwing tiny little darts at a little circular board. And they, they seemed to be able to completely shut out all that noise and distraction. And they are focused, their single eye, on just one spot tiny spot on that dartboard. Even when they get another dart to throw, they never look down at the dart. Their eyes just singly on that focus, on that point. They're able to shut out all the distraction. They have a single eye. We live in a culture that has more distractions, I guess, in each of our lives than, than ever. And whenever we talk, like I have been this morning, about you know, having clarity of vision and singleness of purpose and simplicity of life. There's something in all of us that it, it stirs, it resonates. Because I mean, how many of us set a New Year's resolution saying, I want to have a more complicated life? <laughs> but at the same time, we realize that within that, there are just so many distractions. Some of them are necessary distractions, family relationships, important work, uh, life's administration. Some of them, and not-so-necessary distractions. Uh, what we watch and how much we watch on our phone or our laptop or our TVs. Uh, what we listen to, what we, what we call take in. And Jesus is simply pointing out that what you let in through your senses and through your heart, over time, is going to have a compounding cumulative effect as to whether your life will be filled with light or with darkness. And you choose. So deal with distractions. But on the other hand, what every behavioral scientist and habit formation expert will tell you is that alongside dealing, if you really want to deal with distractions, the best way is to focus on your affections. The best way to dial down distraction is to dial up focusing on what you really do want. Because our deepest desires in life are not always the same as our strongest desires. I'll say that again. Our deepest desires are not often the same as our strongest desires. What I mean is, if I ask you, what is it that you really, really want in 2024? If you stare at that question long enough and deep enough, because you're made in the image of God, and if you're a Christian here, you have the Spirit of God inside you, what you really, really want, deepest desire, is I want to know more of God. My heart aches for him and his ways. I want my life to be full 
of his light. But the problem is that alongside that deepest desire, I have all these strong desires, competing desires, distractions, and they bury my deepest desire that is for him. And the wonderful news is that God has given us practical tools to dig out of us our deep desire for him this year and to uncover it and allow it to increase our affection for him and to flourish. And he's given us three practical tools and these won't be new to you, but would you like to be reminded and refreshed in them again in 2024? Okay, so the first is worship. 1 Peter chapter 1 Peter reminds us just how wonderful it is to be a Christian. He says that we have been given new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. And we're shielded by God's power and we have a glorious and inexpressible joy. And then just at the end of that 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 12, and I love the message translation, there's a little throwaway comment which says, do you realize how fortunate you are? Even the angels would have loved to have known all this. Oh God, may we never grow bored or tired or get over or take for granted relentlessly rejoicing in and reflecting upon all that Jesus has done for us. So I invite you to join me and Sam and Catherine, our associate vicar, Sunday by Sunday to come and worship the one thing. And as you make that a habit week on week, See how your whole life will become full of light. Second thing, worship. Second thing is prayer. Because prayer is the weak point of most of our followership of Jesus, and we know it. Which is why at this time of year, so often, we tend to kind of have some kind of goals and resolutions that... And I must pray more, yeah? Uh, Because we know that prayer is absolutely critical to our life with God. But again, there are so many distractions to prayer. In some ways, prayer has never been harder. In other ways, though, I think that prayer has never been easier because there are so many apps and models and inspiration to help us pray. That's why I think the prayer campaign that we're doing this coming week is so helpful. Zoom, who would have thought four years ago that we would be able to collect or we'd even think about collecting on Zoom to pray? Now we do it every week at Tuesday morning, 7.30 till 8. And this week we're going to do it every day, 7.30 till 8 on Zoom, which means anybody can join, presumably, from anywhere in any time zone, screens on, screens off. And what I like about this is not simply the prayers in and of themselves, but more that 
I'm figuring out how to pray, and this gives me some scaffolding and a structure to get me going, to take what I kind of mean to do and actually give me a place and a structure to do it. So come join us. But everybody's got to figure out their way of praying. And as you develop your habit of praying, whatever it is, see how your whole life will become full of light this year. So you've got worship we've been given, prayer, and the other is the Bible. Proverbs 23 says that what a person thinks in their heart, so they are. Or you are not what you think you are, but what you think you are. That's why the New Testament emphasizes so much our minds and what we think about. Because we will tend to fuel our minds in one of two directions, just generally speaking. You either fuel and feed what you let in, let's say through, I don't know, the news media, social media, in which case in, in some respects, what you're feeding and fueling yourself in, in some respects, can be envy, jealousy, factionalism, division, sexual morality, gossip. Or you feed yourself with the word of God, and the things of the spirit, kindness, generosity, love, and figuring out how can I be these things. And the more that we can do those things, the more our, our whole bodies trend in one direction or another. Again, there's just so many apps and models that will help us. My go-to is the Bible with Nikki and Pippa Gumbel, this daily app. But we've got beginning theology starting here on the 18th of January. And talk to any of the, there's a whole clergy team, service pastors here, who can help you. you know, ha, I, I want to start or I want to reactivate my reading of the Bible. Please will you help me? How, how do I do it? As you make it and develop a habit of reading God's promises, God's instructions, God's view of who you are, your identity, his great love for you through his word, see how your whole life will become filled with light this year. So look, I think that what God wants to do for HTB on the first weekend of 24 is to release a, what should we call it, a Matthew 6 anointing. I think he wants to give you and me, coming into this year, a clarity of vision and a singleness of purpose and a simplicity that puts our whole life under the worship of just one thing. Yeah, I, a picture of spinning 20 plates, a complicated life. Yeah, it, I, I believe that we should be involved in many things in our lives. I, I am adept myself at spinning plates. As long as they all fit into just one thing. The worship of the sovereignty and the lordship, the presence and the power of Jesus Christ. One thing I ask, this is what I seek, Psalm 27 says. One thing I ask, this is what I seek. To gaze upon your beauty, 
for in the day of trouble, you will keep me safe. The danger for you and me and this church in 2024. The danger, I don't think, is that we will lose our faith. Most of us have come too far for that now. The danger is that we will become so diversified as individual people and so distracted and spread ourselves so thin that we squeeze out the one thing and we fail to live lives that are as remarkable as they are intended to be. But can you imagine if we get this right? If we develop these habits and this single eye on just one thing, what we will become through this year, whole lives filled with God's light. He who said, let there be light and has put his light in us and bursting out of us every which way we go, right across London, and then coming back week by week to be reignited, relit, and out we go again, bursting with his glorious light. Amen? Amen. Should we pray together? Would you like to stand if you're able? Let's pray. <laughs>